the ideas, the leaders, the lives that are shaping Denmark and the world. From Blocks Hub in Copenhagen, Denmark, with your co-hosts, Ed Lay and Thomas Mulhern, this is Global Denmark. Welcome back to the Global Denmark podcast, where we explore how thought leaders and innovators are working to create a better Denmark and a better world. Well, guys, sometimes an introduction doesn't have to say that much. So I think I'm going to let the podcast do the talking here and let Ed provide the big announcement. So without further ado, we bring you myself, Thomas Mulher, and Ed Lang. All right, we are back. And the sound is working. I am here with uh, my co-host, Mr. Ed Lang. Ed, how you doing? I'm good. Been enjoying a little bit of R and R, some time off. How about yourself? Anything new in your world? My daughter started back in Bernahoe preschool. For those of you who don't know what a Bernahoe is, that's nice. Oh yeah, mine, uh, mine have gone back. First day of Bernahoe, and uh, my eldest has been in school for a week now, which is cool. It's not really school, more homework club with social distancing involved. But um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, isn't it? We. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel almost, but we don't know how long the tunnel is. <laughs> it could be a two-year tunnel, but it, it feels like we're we're on the path back here in Denmark at least. Yeah, and it's um, you know it's funny you should say here in Denmark. I've been listening to the odd podcast and and speaking to people in the UK and and in America, and there's a lot of fear still going on in those countries and a lot of uncertainty. At least for me, at least, doesn't feel present here at the moment. No, I, I definitely talking to friends and family all over the world. There is a uh, different energy depending upon where people are, and uh, I think we're we're very fortunate right now in terms of the mood and also you know the economic assistance and the, the health of the, the average citizen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if there's been a theme that's run through this podcast, it's been demonstrated now uh, very much so i can't speak for everybody but it definitely feels like that and that's kind of like the energy around that the government if they don't have everybody's back will be making adjustments and improvements and will constantly be looking to edit what they're doing so that everybody is supported to the degree that they need to be supported yeah i think it's really um it's really been interesting to see a a well-functioning governmental process where it's not just opposition, but people are really trying to make a coalition agreement during this crisis time. Yeah, absolutely. And it comes back to that, the value of trust that we keep hearing about that, you know, I actually believe that the government here, my government, is going to look after people, whereas the uh, the mood on the ground in the UK that I can speak to the best would be, they don't really believe that it's going to happen. So Every moment that changes is either a relief or constant feedback that they were right and that the government isn't going to be supporting them. Right. And you see also these other trends in terms of how much are the health experts being listened to contrary to political figures. It's going to be interesting to see the, the similarities, but also the divergencies and the consequences and what happens the rest of the year and beyond. It's really interesting to see how certain cultural values are really magnified during crisis times and what the consequences are. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think a lot of people will be looking to Denmark and the Scandinavian countries further down the line to say, what did they do and how can we 
edit what we're doing to perhaps emulate that a little bit so that our people feel more looked after and safer during this time you know how do we edit our model to to allow for the fact that this may well happen again in some form mm, indeed well um maybe we shouldn't beat around the bush too much i think that we have a uh, a big announcement and ed i'm going to throw it over to you to uh, let our audience know what's going on okay well um i'm not going to try and make it sound grandiose or, or anything more than it is but um you may. Uh, over the last few weeks we've kind of reached a pivotal point in the podcast where we've kind of realized that um, it either needs more commitment from us or less. And I've kind of realized that I'm not in a position to to make the commitment to follow the podcast where it is going. I have too many of my, my own projects and um, that um, perhaps give me more bang for my time that I believe I'd be better off focusing my attention on. So I will be stepping away from the podcast with immediate effect. I'm going to keep talking a bit because it looks like you're holding back tears <laughs> over there. Um, but I'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, what, what has led to that point. And yeah. I don't know if you recall day one, but day one for me was my wife and I were coming to your office at Institute St. Joseph to talk about, I forget what it was, right? It was something that we needed to discuss about my daughter. And I think within about five minutes of the conversation, you started talking about what you were moving on to. And I started talking about the things that I was doing. And from there, it kind of, it picked up into a, I don't know, a monthly, a monthly coffee meeting. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember that quite well. And we said, let's, uh, Let's brainstorm yep. in terms of what we want to do together. Absolutely. And and I think I, I didn't know very many people in the country at the time. And I'd stumbled upon this idea that I was going to start meeting as many people as possible for coffee because I was enjoying our conversation and conversations. And I met some other people who were, I guess, in, in similar circumstance or similar line of work um, who had some big ideas and, and I think you'd set up some conversations for me to have with people that you'd interacted and it started to feel like this this network was built and I thought and then you came to me and said do you know what I think people should should hear some of these conversations <laughs> yeah. yeah because these weren't the average conversation that I was having over coffee I thought wow this is uh we need to put a microphone in front of us here <laughs> and, and bring in some different voices to kind of get some questions answered because we were uh, quickly moving into uh, different arenas that were really interesting, both in terms of lessons to Denmark, but also for Denmark. Absolutely. And, and then it just over, over who would we get and who would we interview? And, uh, and I think the first thing you said was, oh, it'd be amazing if we could get Rufus Gifford. And then you just said it to your intern who just in a matter of fact way <laughs> go, just went, go get me, go get me the ambassador. Go get me the ambassador. Yeah, no problem. No, no problem. And then a, a week later, Rufus walks into the room and says, hey, guys, so uh, I was just doing was that, Rufus. Was that... that was me doing Rufus. Sorry, on, sorry, Rufus. Back. Hey, guys. So um, how long have you been doing this? How many podcasts have you done? Oh, um, <laughs> have, have, a seat. <laughs> have a seat first. This is actually our uh, our first one. And uh, I saw politics in action there where he was able to mask any fear or any scepticism or any, oh, crap, what have I let myself in for <laughs> yeah. facial expressions. Just went, OK, let's do it. How does this work? Then? Yeah, yeah. 
So there we were, December 18th. Yeah, we, we came into the studio and we just had a, we had a, a vision for what we wanted to do, drive these conversations from our respective standpoint. And God, it was just it was such a blast. I remember the, uh, the anxiety, but also just the how privileged I felt to have these conversations. And, both and with what you was and it our day guests. Day one, Jesper, Jesper Lovendale, yeah. and uh, Claire Ross Brown, yeah. Rufus Kidd, Sam Christensen. Yeah. Just just four absolutely amazing conversations, and we were both so high <laughs> afterwards. I was like, wow, that we might have a thing here. And then we put it out into the world and just started looking at the laptop and just started seeing the numbers just going up and up and up yeah. and up and up and up. And it was. It was unbelievable to go from, you know, and this is a lesson that I've learned when you have an idea to both think, okay, what is my idea and what kind of value can I bring to the world? What are my gifts, I guess you could say? And what do I think could be an interesting conversation? Because at the end of the day, it's all about conversations. And, you know, we have this new medium technology to be able to have people have sit down and have that cup of coffee with us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. And just by purpose of putting a microphone there, it serves everybody, right? The audience gets served. You stop yourself from, I guess, disappearing off piste as well. So you right. you make sure that you make sure that it is a conversation, just like a good meeting should make sure that it stays on point. Putting the microphone there helps you stay on point, stay on message, yeah. and 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 it's a, it really is a kind of a, a three way win for presenters guests and an audience it's just uh, it's such an exciting medium and uh, anyone that's kind of on the fence thinking about doing it if you're having amazing conversations in your life other people will think they're amazing too yeah and i mean we had no background in podcasting we had a lot of great podcast hosts we listened to and we knew the forum but we thought let's let's go for it and really sometimes you just have to have an idea and you have to go for it and you can't just try to make a perfect model before you step in. It has to be a dynamic process where you just have the courage to step out into the arena and yeah. put the microphone figuratively or literally yeah. <laughs> in front of your mouth and, uh, and go for it. Yeah, I mean, I remember us writing out that first document of yeah. of the small steps that we were going to take and how we were going to create an audience. And right. that was 1.0. And then very quickly we had 2.0 where... We made a better website and a logo and because the reach had, had gone up and yeah. and then we were creating a profile for all of our guests and alumni and having more great conversations with them outside of the podcast, which <laughs> yeah. is which is also really exciting. And then we reached this this three stage of, of sitting down and doing the round tables. Yeah. And then I sat down and looked at all of the work Klaus and our other amazing interns had done. And yeah. high class, high class, and I was just oh crap! He's done so much that he's created this full time entity. Yeah. It's amazing reach, just absolutely incredible. Yeah. It's its own body of work. Organization that, uh, <laughs> I never imagined it becoming an organization. If I'm honest, yeah. I started it to have great conversations and connect with some amazing people, and I feel like. I feel like I've achieved that. Yeah, I remember you coming in and said, I want to have great conversations, have fun, and meet people. Mission accomplished. Yeah, mission mission accomplished. And if I stayed with the objective of that mission, I'd be holding back the podcast from, from where it's growing and where it can grow. Well, let me ask you this, Ed. 
when you came into the podcast to where we are now, what are some of the lessons or conversations that have left an impression on you? Um, a big learning for me is that every individual, regardless of how successful they are, constantly evolves through peaks and troughs. And those people that have the most number of peaks, should we say, don't necessarily have the most number of troughs as well, but they don't beat themselves up so much when they're in a trough, but rather they take the time to get familiar with where they are and be safe where they are and then seem to to come back up. And that was something that was there right from day one where Jesper illustrated it so well with every time he's created a business, it's because he's facing a problem. And then Claire had a you know a very similar story of that was just lots of taking advantage of opportunities mm-hmm. and and it's not necessarily taking the opportunities that are there it's not about the opportunities that you miss it's about the opportunities that you take because there are always opportunities there and learning to kind of take the right one and take your time to weigh up like you said, where are my gifts best mm. placed rather than just going, that's an opportunity, I'll take it. It's mm. slowing down and going, are my abilities aligned with that opportunity? Because they just keep coming. Yeah. And so many people jump onto the wrong one right. because they're worried that another opportunity won't come along. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it was really, I love the, the quickfire round concept which you introduced, because I think that really helped both me and our guests dig into the existential psychological drivers of what makes these people tick, looking at what is it that makes great leaders, and how do I, in my personal qualities, relate to these features. And what we could see, what one distinguishing factor right away is that great leaders love to talk about their failures as lessons of learning and growth. Whereas you talk in normal conversations all the time with people and they never talk about their failure because it's so vulnerable, right? Yeah. They don't see it as a, as part of their narrative, their growth story, right? And I thought, wow, just being able to get that on the table of what this looks like, what it looks like to be a leader. Fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that those questions, once people got to hear the podcast, they knew that those questions were going to be coming to them. It almost provided a service to them in advance to be able to say those things out loud and know they were I mean it is yeah. it's one of my coaching exercises is to have my clients find their failures and find their mistakes because every failure and every mistake isn't because you are you it's because you followed an exact specific precise process to create that failure and if you can document that exact specific and precise process that you made to create that failure you can learn from it and not make that one again because yeah. it's it's all cause and effect right it's not it's not anything other than you're good enough or you're not good enough it's the system that you used was perfect for creating the failure so you can change that and it will be either perfect for creating a new failure that will make you less likely to make that one again or it will create something successful absolutely that's, that's a great way of putting it I think we're coming in, we had no idea what direction it would take in terms of lessons learned from our guests, what they would teach us about Denmark, you know, or 
what Denmark had learned from the world. What we can definitely hear is trust over and over again. It was just pounded into our brains. If we didn't get that lesson, we haven't been listening to ourselves. I thought, wow. Yeah. What, and what is this? I see it everywhere now. Now, yeah. since, since the podcast, I see it and I expect it. And, and I think because your brain it has a bias towards these types of things, you start to see it. So you start giving and gaining more trust from everybody around you. And that's really... That's really a powerful thing in Denmark that has the power to um, shape mm. Denmark even stronger and spread to the rest of the world. And, and, and I hope that the thing that everybody listening to our podcast gets is that, that they listen to it and go, yeah, trust really is everywhere. And we really do trust each other. and We really do trust people and here's where I do. And the more we talk about it and the more that we see it, that, that's how you spread something, right? Yeah. The way you get someone who is perhaps untrusting to be more trusting yeah. is, to, is not to change reality because there are exhibitions of trust right. everywhere. It's to get them to see all of the places that right. they are giving and getting trust. Right. I, I think for me it was so refreshing just to kind of peel away all the the superficial branding bullshit about what Denmark or the Nordics are and what the world should learn from them or how perfect a model is yeah. and, you know, the happiest and Hugo and all, all that, you know, a two-page flyer you would get for moving here. And actually looking at what are the actual tangible substance that underpins everything and how is that expressed and how is it alternatively the flip side of a coin that's also a limiting factor? Looking at the same coin from different angles and how it can be both positive and negative, but it's deep. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, I believe, is the big mistake of what Denmark promote out and what people see looking in is we're the happiest country in the world because of model. Okay, whatever model it right, is, right. it's not because of the model at all. If you picked up the Danish model and placed it in any other country in the world, other Scandinavian countries aside, it wouldn't work because they don't have the fundamental basis of trust. Right. So it's trust first and then build something. Right. And if you can create trust first and then build something... It doesn't matter what you build because it's built on trust. It's all foundation. Yeah. But if you want a pillars of trust, there's decisions that have to be made that could limit individual freedom. It could limit diversity. It could limit how inclusive it is. And those are choices, right? Yeah. Because that magic bullet where we found this expansive circle of trust, we're not there yet. I'll keep you posted if we, if we land on that, <laughs> you know, and bring you back out of retirement. Yeah. Fascinating. So you're taking a step away from the, the Global Denmark podcast. For our audience, just to make it clear, I'm going to be steering the ship now that we're out in the middle of the Atlantic here and keep driving lessons to and from Denmark and trying to really look at the, uh, the fundamental contradictions and dynamics with inspiring guests. But Ed, what's next for you? I know what's next for you. But tell our audience <laughs> what's next for you. Um, well, for those who haven't uh, dug any deeper, and if I haven't mentioned it in the podcast, I help companies and individuals, CEOs, leaders to optimize their, their performance, essentially. And I have a very different way of doing that. I use neuroscience principles. And I think a good way of looking at this would be public speaking. And uh, you and I were talking about before maybe doing a, a combo package. So, uh, so look out for that one. Um, if I were to take somebody who wanted to do a, a, a presentation, there are two things happening. 
you have a person who has some skills that they want to learn and a message that they want to get across. And those things, those things can be practiced and learned with, a, you know, a skilled presentation person or you can find ideas on YouTube, but they are essentially skills. And skills are a product of the human part of our brain and presentations are a product of the human part of our brain. And then we have, metaphorically speaking, we've got these animal parts of our brain, the survival parts of our brain that basically run the show if we don't feel safe, that cause us to fight, flight or freeze. And presentations rank number one on a scale of things people are most scared of. Death is number two to presentations to give you an idea of the fear around presentations. So I use neuroscience principles to help people remove the fear so that they can focus on the skills of delivery. I don't just do that in the area of presentations. I do it in all areas of life, past and, and present, so that somebody can operate from the prefrontal cortex, the human part of their brain, so that they can be rational, creative and happy, healthy, successful. And I'm starting a, a small site uh, podcast product that if it's half as successful of, <laughs> as uh, the Global Denmark podcast, I'll be, I'll be really pleased. But um, What's it called? Where can our audience find oh, it? It's Absolute Health Podcast. Um, okay. The Absolute Health Podcast. I'm trying to improve the sound quality at the moment. So forgive me if you listen to the first few. We've been there, um, we've been there <laughs> haven't we? Uh, but yeah, I will be recording short podcasts, maybe a few interviews with people in, in similar fields who have some, some ideas to share as well. But um, yeah, I'm going to be using the couple of days a month that, uh, that go into this podcast that's ever expanding and putting them into into creating my own little side project there well uh, and I, i for one will be downloading the podcast i already have actually so uh, <laughs> i look forward to listening and you know um on a personal note it's been just a pleasure to have you as a co-host and you will be much missed um you know i think in a very real way you build up a professional partnership but also a real deep understanding of the way another person thinks and the core values and i have a deep respect for you and your values so uh, likewise, you'll, likewise. Be, you'll be missed and you're always welcome back as a guest contributor you know, <laughs> I or i'll force you back on some way um and guys this is a um, a plea to the audience you know in many cases you know this isn't the core business for ed or i this is something we do because we love it But if uh, you've enjoyed the conversations, please write out to Ed, give a shout out, anything that if you've enjoyed the, the message or the conversations along the way, I know he would very much appreciate that too. Ed, any final word, your swan song before I guess, you move forward? What have we been doing a couple of years now? Yeah. I just want to say, uh, firstly, a big, a big thank you to you for, uh, for so artfully convincing me to get involved <laughs> and... Ultimately, if nobody listened, then we'd have stopped a long time ago. So a massive thank you to everybody that's listened and everybody that's that's reached out, sent me little messages or along the way, just so many people from, from America, UK, Australia, Germany, talking about using the podcast to move themselves to Denmark. And that's been a really amazing thing for me is, is so many people listening around the world using our podcast as a basis to understand the country that they are really excited to move into and many of them I'm still in touch with who've stayed and I think a small part of why they've stayed is that they had a better understanding of what they were coming into. 
which is an amazing country that I uh, feel blessed to, uh, to live in. So thank you so much to all of you listeners for, for everything that you've done. And please help Thomas continue to grow. Like, share, review. It really does make a huge difference. Thanks for that. And, um, yeah. yeah, please download, rate, review over to Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. And until next time, where I will be uh, flying solo, are you getting the most out of your time in Denmark? Pick up the printed copy of the English language newspaper Copenhagen Post today to access relevant news and event information guaranteed to enhance your working and family life.